0: Hello everybody, my name is Justin, get ready to enter the Y2K-pop universe with Jessica Simpson, we're on track 1, album 1, I Wanna Love You Forever. You set my soul at ease. Just darkness out of you, So this is pretty cool. Um, This is my first episode, and I will say that this came to me like an epiphany, and I was listening to the first song that we're going to dive into today. Um, I was listening to I Want to Love You Forever on a walk outside. This is when I had the um, epiphany to start this podcast because... I had just decided to start listening to Jessica's discography out of curiosity. And I was like, I got to make a podcast about this. So what a song to start off. And also what a day. Today is January 12th, 2023. And this is also the anniversary date. 24 years ago, Britney Spears released Baby One More Time. So... I don't know if this is like a sign from the pop gods to start this, but um, I do want to go ahead and dive right into it. So the, you know, I remember when this song came out, um, by that point in America, because, you know, that's where I'm from. I, I can't speak to other countries, but pretty much the world, I would say that Britney had taken over pop Um This song came out in 1999, early 1999, so let's just do a quick fact check on that. So this was, the album itself was released on November 23rd, 1999. If you are a millennial like me, you'll remember that most albums released in the fall of those years pre-streaming. I mean, I still think we have big album era releases now, but... Back then, that was like the time to release albums because that was when people were spending money. You know, they were doing holiday shopping, things like that. So that makes sense that that album was released uh, in November 99. But the album or the single itself was released on August 30th, 1999 by Columbia Records as the lead single from Simpsons debut album. Um, I do want to add that this song was written by Luis Biancanello and sam waters and i think that's really important because when i was listening to it it's really interesting to find out who wrote it because they actually wrote a lot of big songs uh, back then uh louis and yellow did a lot of work with he he was a producer so he produced hits for Shanice, he produced Whitney Houston, I'm um, Every Woman, um, but he collaborated frequently with Sam Waters and they wrote uh, I Want to Love You Forever. They also wrote some other big songs, uh, When I See You by Fantasia, Barina, which I love. Um, they also worked with Jordan Sparks, Carrie Hilson, Celine Dion, Mark Anthony. I mean, they just wrote a lot of ballads and they even worked with mariah carey Ooh, they also worked with taylor dane we love that we love taylor dane and oof, what a time to be alive this was right before the 1999 mtv vmas which is definitely one of the best vmas ever which was also uh britney's first vmas i think that was in sync's first vmas i don't think it was no backstreet boys were first on the 1998 Uh, VMAs. So lots of big careers popping off. And I remember, you know, when I was 1999, oh my gosh, I was like 13. And I remember thinking Jessica Simpson was really pretty, but I was not in love with this song at first. Um, It's very. I mean, this is a time of like, you'll never hear songs like this again because it's very dramatic but like all songs were dramatic back then but even still like this was the britney christina era and you know jessica was actually really different in the sense that she came out, out of the gate with a big ballad i mean even christina would kind of like refocus her career a little bit um but jessica really came out as a balladeer first and i think it's really interesting and i'm going to touch on this in the next episode um, because while listening to this song I was like, man, this could be a Mariah Carey song or it had like that tinge of Mariah and after doing some research Jessica had recorded her demo album named Jessica, but it was with a record company that fell apart and the album never came out but guess who heard it? Tommy Mottola Mariah Carey's ex-husband at the time and the minute I found this out I was like oh my gosh he was on a mission at this time to start kind of like replace Mariah as an artist because you know they you know CEOs are the devil especially ex-husbands so imagine like your CEO is also your ex-husband like (laughs) so I think he you know her Jessica And was like, this is going to be the new Mariah. Um, And it all makes sense. Because even if you look back and you watch the video, it is, you know, the song is, um, it's a called I Want to Love You Forever. But the video does not have a love interest. It is like a photo shoot. It almost looks like a Ralph Lauren ad. She looks beautiful um fantastic I always thought she I mean she's a beautiful woman um and I just remember you know obviously I was a gay little child but I was like oh my god I want to look like that But, but but like I'm I was saying it's very virginal very innocent even though the lyrics are not but we'll get to that in a second um but the, album, the the video itself does not have like a love interest. It's just kind of almost a giant commercial for Jessica Simpson, the artist. Um, she's got on a denim jacket and she's behind some sunflowers, which is, we love that. Sunflowers were really an aesthetic at that time. I think there were some sunflowers in Britney's from the bottom of my broken heart video that would come out later in the early early 2000s jessica came out and she looks great she's for some reason standing by a, a model red plane like a vintage plane i don't know why it's just like a photo shoot um she's singing very centrally with some sunflowers and it's very different from everything at that time for a a pop star like her so i think tommy definitely was kind of marketing her in the vein of a mariah type because you know mariah came out she was very very innocent as well very covered up um so i think that they were trying that same approach now the song itself i think it's got a great chorus that is a chorus that like really listening like i want to sing it at a karaoke night or something like that The lyrics are very interesting. It's kind of like either, it's kind of like, I don't know, the song that you would sing, like, To Lose Your Virginity To or something. I think at this time that was something else, is that virginity was such a topic among these poor teenagers. How horrifying and how embarrassing just think back about that being like a marketing tactic that would never happen now so she goes you set my soul at ease chased darkness out of view left your desperate spell on me say you feel it too I know you do oh this one's good pour yourself all over me and I'll cherish every drop here on my knees what the hell is that me That's a little bit too much. This is very, like, dramatic, though. Like, almost too dramatic. Like, I know in the 90s we, like, like this stuff. But this is very, I mean, there's a big crescendo towards the end. I'm not gonna lie. She's just, like, yelling. Like, (laughs) there's, it's kind of like the voice goes just full throttle. And I think what happens is you can hear, like, this is like the Mariah influence. And this will be covered in uh, the other episode for the next song. But they took Mariah's technique, but they didn't implement the intention. So we get a lot of over-singing. And I think this is in response to a lot of people saying that Britney couldn't sing. I felt like every girl that came after Britney was like, I'm going to show you I'm not like her. Um, So I think that was what something they wanted to accomplish. The record company, they wanted to just let people know, like, she is not like Britney. She can sing. The rest of the song is not very catchy. And her enunciation is a little weird. You can't really, like, sing along to it except for the chorus. And there's nothing that really stands out. Lyrics wise, it's just the chorus that is in her voice. She does sound really good. It's very unbridled. If they had like reeled it back in, I think that would have been better for her. But you obviously like oh she's beautiful she's got a voice and the chorus itself is what makes the song the verses are a little weak this did have a physical cd single release which is very interesting this the single came out in september of 99 and so um it actually went to number three which i think this is might be one of her most popular songs especially i mean highest charting Because there was an actual physical CD single. And with a lot of songs in this era. This is when CD singles started to die down. Which totally sucked. I remember being younger. And like being in the early 90s. Early, early 90s. You could buy CD singles. Cassette singles. Things like that. A lot of songs in this uh, era. Are solely defined. By being played on the radio. See a lot of what we see with Jessica is reactionary. And I think that's really unfortunate because she does have talent, but I think a lot of her career is very reactionary. We're going to see it as we listen to different songs on the albums, different videos, you know, different life choices. Um, it's kind of like she never got to be her own artist, And I think that's what made her more successful in Newlyweds is because she finally was able to break out of what the public thought of her, what the record labels thought of her. So I think that's why we saw her breakthrough because we'll see with the rest of her career, she's trying to play catch up, trying to be somebody else, or the record label is doing that for her, or maybe her husband. Oh, Now, Jessica did perform this at many events so tons of award shows tons of teen shows i mean she was singing her ass off all these places and she did a great job doing it she did it totally live and she looked great doing it so she was definitely into heavy promo mode at this time which a lot of pop stars did in this era were huge huge promotional tours i'm sure she even performed this overseas but you can search up a ton of great performances of I Want to Love You Forever on YouTube. There's even a performance of the song on the Donnie and Marie talk show. Wow, I forgot that even existed. But of course, there's tons of performances of the song. Uh, and she did a great job so uh, I'm very happy that this song came out because it did introduce Jessica to the world and I cannot wait to see what comes next on the next episode we're going to cover track 2 of the Sweet Kisses album now we are going to do all the album tracks song by song, album by album thank you for joining me in the Y2K Pop universe my name is Justin and I look forward to talking to you next time bye